Welcome to another episode of Fitness Franchise Business Secrets. I'm Forrest Walden, founder and CEO of Iron Tribe. Karen Broadwater, president of Iron Tribe. And today we have a fun conversation to have. It's actually a pretty new concept to us even, and that's the concept of the flywheel effect. Uh, if you've ever followed Jim Collins' work, he talks about this pretty extensively. I think the first time he wrote about it was in Good to Great, and he talks about every company should know what their flywheel concept is. So talk a little bit about just flywheel in particular and what it is. Yeah, ultimately, it's it's deciding what it is that you want to be able to create the momentum in your business. Like what is not necessarily the purpose, we've gone over that, not necessarily the vision, but really what it is that you want your ultimate purpose around that to be and what creates momentum. So particularly ours, we want to start to create uh, careers in fitness. So we want everything else to be able to support and really push that over the edge to differentiate us, to create careers in fitness. And that's kind of our internal maybe burn behind the passion like really what we ultimately want to achieve yeah so take a step back before Mm -hmm. we get into what ours is and just the concept of the flywheel so if you think about it whether it's uh pushing a rock up a hill like the old greek mythology sisyphus is that how you say it sisyphus (laughs) um where like you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing it takes so long to get momentum or the literal flywheel is like a churn, like a grinding grain, and pushing and pushing. And at some point, it starts to spin. Or a merry-go-round, like our business coach, when he was talking about yep. the concept, is at what point, you know, you're, you're flinging the merry-go-round, you're flinging the merry-go-round. At what point does it get that centrifugal force where it just it goes, goes on its own, right? Yep. And so that's the concept. What is that in your business that creates that momentum and the flywheel effect takes over? And so what's interesting about this is most businesses aren't clear on what the flywheel mm-hmm. is. And I don't think we were clear on what the flywheel is. And so we've referenced Colin. He's been on the show, um, our business coach. Yep. And after we've gone through all this foundational work, he came back and said, now here's something that I want to take you guys you through. You didn't even want to do it. I didn't want to do it. I was like, oh my gosh, here's another thing. I was like, Colin, please, I want to do it. Yeah, and you scheduled an extra call to do it, and I went in begrudgingly, but it was actually a really cool it was process. So fun. Okay, so you've already kind of given away like what it is, but yep. let's talk about our thinking through. Yeah. Okay, there's so many things. Is it is it marketing? Is it yep. signing a client? Is it uh, opening new gyms? Is it making sure that we have the best personal training. Like, mm-hmm. yes, all that stuff's true, but at the end of the day, talk about kind of our thinking of what makes the Iron Tribe business mm-hmm. model hum? What creates that century? Mm-hmm. If this is true, everything else mm-hmm. kind of works. Yeah, so to back up a little bit, our purpose is we create fitness communities that change lives, right? And that's something I've always been really passionate about, but I've almost, behind the scenes, Forrest and I have always said, we want to create careers in fitness, but it's never fit. It doesn't fit in our mission. It doesn't fit in our core values, but that's something that's like our personal passion. We really love people. We really want people in the fitness industry who have a passion to be able to move forward and have a career and be proud at Christmas with the in-laws and all of that. And so the flywheel, really, we were able to finally articulate that and fit it into our brand vision by pulling together that we create uh, careers in fitness and begin that as the flywheel of if we do this one thing, then what else has to take place to continue to invest in that flywheel to keep going so that 
we continue to create fitness communities that change lives. They worked very uh, synergetically versus being in completely different silos. So this flywheel definitely complements and makes our bigger mission possible. Yeah, and you bring up a great point. One of the reasons we're passionate about creating careers, for me, it was a personal Mm -hmm. vendetta of I had done all the things. I had you know, worked in a big box gym, I'd worked in boutique gyms, I'd gone to clients' houses, I had been the trainer mm-hmm. who was getting paid when I got when I had a client and wasn't getting paid when I didn't have a client. It was terrible. And then I ran a whole nother model that was based off hiring coaches who only got paid when they coached. Yeah. <laughs> and so I saw the pitfalls of them trying to make a career of it. And um, and then from your perspective, mm-hmm. we got really tired of losing coaches really after tired. about one or two years mm-hmm. when they would say you know, I love what I do here. This is my passion, but I've got to go X, Y, Z yes. to go make a you know real job, real money. And it was, you know, selling insurance and, you know, whatever things yes. that they... But it's things that they don't want to do. They don't want to do and don't have a passion for. No, right? and that's, I have a passion for people who have a passion. And I cannot stand that the majority of businesses are not set up for people with passions to thrive and be paid. And I mean, even going into the restaurant industry, your servers and your hostess, they matter for your experience. And so it really matters in our business that our people are our product. So making certain they were our focus um, in all of this was crucial. And that intersects with the fact that differentiating yourself in the fitness industry can be difficult, right? Very difficult. We're largely doing the same exercises. We're largely using the same equipment. We're largely saying the same things. I mean, every ad I could write, every Facebook piece of copy I could write right now, I think every one of our competitors would say... Fitness, nutrition, and accountability. They would say, me too. Yeah. And whatever you came up with, whatever... you know, internal competition, external, everybody's saying me too, but what they can't say me too, too, is our people. Yes. How do we have people? I mean, I think this is a very timely topic because literally just had one of our top coaches come back from an amazing vacation to Banff, Canada, because he's been with us 10 years. And at 10 years, we give away a vacation. And he and his wife, he asked me, where should I go? And I said, well, one of my favorite places ever was Banff. And so all weekend, I'm seeing his pictures. (laughs) But I love the fact that Frank and Rachel can be in Banff. I know. And their fitness company, where he's been pouring into members for 10 years and Mm -hmm. changed their lives, are sending them on that. I mean, that's the type of experiences we want to create. Because here's what I know. Anyone who goes to our Mountain Brook location, anyone who works with Frank will tell you they are getting an unbelievable experience. Mm -hmm. And that's what you can't replicate. So when we thought about our flywheel, it's having the Franks Mm -hmm. and having the Matts Mm -hmm. and having the Erics. Mm -hmm. And I could go all down the line of our corporate staff that we know they're delivering an experience they can't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Whether it's HIT or cycling or Pure Bar or CrossFit or whatever it is, at the end of the day, that's not what we want our people talking about. We want our people, our people, our clients (laughs) talking about the coaches that are pouring into them and not necessarily the modalities. Okay, so... Let's talk about 
we know where it starts, but mm-hmm. where does it lead? Walk them through the flywheel, and hopefully we'll have a graphic up in post. Yes. So it starts with creating careers in fitness, and then if we can create careers in fitness, what we have to do next is implement our Iron Trump systems, which is great. We're a franchise. Obviously, we have systems in place. So we can get the right people and get the right systems, meaning we want to make the, the coaches' lives a little easier in the, in the job as well. So do these things, pour your personality out, go home, be with your family, and live a great great life while you work for us because our systems work. And when they don't, we change them. We listen and implement as seen. Um, and then it creates raving fans. So not only, like Forrest just said, if you were to go to Frank's class specifically, you're gonna have a great experience. The clients are gonna love it. But also, how much is it to think about Frank and Rachel are on a vacation right now, and even Frank's wife or his mom or whoever is like, man, your company will pay for a vacation. Like that's creating raving fans within our staff as well. So again, we create uh, careers for them. Then we implement systems. Implementing systems creates raving fans for the clients and for the staff, for the franchise owners. It works on all levels. Then ultimately we are able to retain people. We keep clients, happy clients stay. And then happy staff stays, which is great. When we keep people, we get to add more money to the bottom line, and then we get to take that money and reinvest that into the, into our people. So when we're able to pay them more, give them more bonuses, give them more gifts, like going on trips, um, Christmas presents, whatever that looks like, then we're able to continue to attract people that we can continue to invest in to create more fit- careers in fitness. And it literally um, is the foundation of our business and how we thrive. It's interesting because you could hear this and be like, well, duh. I know. It sounds so simple. It sounds so simple. (laughs) But um, Colin's even come back to us and said, I've used this as an example with other companies. And they've been amazed at how you were able to lock in Mm -hmm. on something so singular as Create Careers in Fitness. Um, So it's actually, and and I have found that to be true, that some of the things that seem so easy and most self-evident took a lot harder and more work to get there than you would expect. Yes. So I want to talk about a couple of places where this breaks down. Mm -hmm. And the first one, I think, is like the least obvious because you would think implement your Iron Tribe systems. Well, you're doing that regardless, right? Sure. But give an example of how someone who's the wrong person, Mm -hmm. someone who's maybe not even trying to create a career in fitness, Mm -hmm. maybe they're just doing this as a placeholder between jobs. Mm How will they approach implementing systems versus someone who's hungry and this is what they want to do and mm-hmm. they fit our core values and all the things? You know, I could go a million different directions on that, but what it what it reminds me of is even when we were looking way before we created this, when we were building systems, was looking at the success of certain gyms. And I was looking at one gym that's like checking the boxes and they're doing everything that they should be doing and following the systems. And another gym that let's call it like 80%. But the, the people are passionate and they're helping clients. And if they miss a checkbox for a clean bathroom, it's because they had too long of a conversation with a client and things like that. So, But these people over here, they're actually not even with us anymore. The check the boxes. Like they really are just there to check it, see what's going on, did my job, it's not working, peace out, and move on versus the person that, that we hire that's the right person that we're creating a career for. They're investing in their gym versus just checking boxes and leaving. So it's not something for a monkey. So there's a letter of the law. There's yes. a spirit of the law. Yes. So the letter of the law is the system. Yes. Like this is how you execute it. Spirit of the law is bring in the soft mm-hmm. skills, the core values, yep. the we love people, right? Yes. We love fitness. Yep. Like, 
we serve with enthusiasm, all those things, bringing that to the table mm-hmm. to lay into those Well, and it goes systems. back to something I've been saying a lot lately is our systems aren't rules, they're tools. So they're not like you have to do it this way. It's if you're not getting the metrics and the numbers that you need to get, retention, cl- uh, clients showing up to class, things like that, then here's the tool on how to fix that versus here's everything that you have to do. You're going to be fired if you don't do all these things. It's It's more... Let us help you reach the numbers that you want to reach so that you make more and you're able to stay here more and reach your own personal goals. And if you haven't heard her say that, that means you're not following her. <laughs> and you should go follow her. At Please follow me. Karen, what's like your Instagram? K, K underscore Flowwater. She needs help. She needs more followers right I now. I do. I'm, I'm, help I'm beating me. Her, but I know that's not going to last. Yeah. Um, okay, so one other thing I want to talk about is... Um, we know when we have the right people mm-hmm. implementing our systems, mm-hmm. it creates raving fans. And like you said, yes. that works kind of at all levels. Yep. We have staff that are raving fans, but ultimately we have clients that are mm-hmm. raving fans, right? So then you were able to retain people, mm-hmm. okay? And when we retain people, that goes for clients and staff. Yes. But one thing we've seen just historically, it's inevitable as rain falls down and flames go up. When we lose staff we lose clients. Yes. So by having staff who are staying longer, who are bought in, who are doing this full time, that naturally lowers attrition. And I know you and I have had the opportunity to be exposed to a lot of different fitness models, even Mm -hmm. coaching gym owners from other fitness models. And they have this revolving door just in the way they pay their staff, Mm -hmm. right? And then they're saying, how do I fix my attrition? And we're like, this is a business model issue, right? It is. So anyway, just talk about this retained people and how it just continues this flywheel effect. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's something that if you invest in something and you get back, then someone else is investing in you. And I feel when I, we do coach other fitness models and the most frustrating thing is I can't change their model, but fundamentally at the end of the day, trading time for money is not someone invested in something that's going to produce the fruit that you need. They may come in and do a great job, but they're not invested. They're not giving their all. They're not giving their care. They probably don't know the client's kids' names or their knee injury, and their trade. they're coming at different times, and whoever it is, Marge, that they're helping, Marge hurt her knee last week, but the new coach doesn't know that. So now Marge has to re-explain, and she just doesn't feel valued. So being able to, to keep our people on the same shift, with the same clients, with the same, just every each and every day stays the same. They're able to invest and pour in and really multiply what it is that their skills are. So I think that creates... Um, stability for everyone the client knows what they're going to get unless the coach is on vacation and thankfully they celebrate that when they do for the most part and the coach knows what they're going to get because they have their their people maybe it depends on the gym 60 to 90 people and that's all they have to wrap their arms around with and really care for them so it becomes this lifestyle brand for us for them for the clients and they have their own little mini community within our mini boutique community so i think a lot of people it's funny when we interview, and I always forget about this, I have a whole bunch of people interview in the process with me. So maybe a manager, a coach, other people will also interview who I'm hiring. And one of the things that I can't articulate without it coming off as salesy, and I really don't experience it because I'm not on the front lines, is that access and the relationships to the clients. I mean, we have doctors, we have lawyers, we have everything that you could possibly think of. And our coaches see it as a benefit that that's their little family and anything that they need, they can reach out and and have that resource and the clients feel the same. So the retaining people 
it's just an amazing, like, you know, it's almost a flywheel within itself mm-hmm. and how they create relationships and, and invest in each other. But additionally, it allows for referrals to happen. I know that Frank's going to be my coach in this class. I'm going to send my, my friend to Frank. I know friends, Frank's going to take care of him. Same thing, like, if you have a plumber, you're not going to recommend a plumber you don't trust. And so we create that where the gyms can continue to grow around the fact that, I mean, Frank's been here 10 years. Hope to God he's not going anywhere. But we have that confidence and the clients have that confidence that, yeah, I'd recommend Iron Tribe, but only like my coach. Well, great, because that coach is sticking around and they have for, I mean, I think our average coach life, life cycle right now is six years. And that's huge for a huge. coaching position. Yep. So. Um, by the way, if you're hearing weights falling in the background, we are in a location. Our corporate <laughs> office is connected it. to location. There's power cleans on the docket yep. today, so you might hear some weights falling. Okay, and then finally, we know if we're retaining yep. people, that means we have world-class attrition mm-hmm. or retention, however you want to look at it. And that gives us the margin to reinvest. Mm-hmm. And so I was just reviewing our P&L, and I know one of our locations that you were just at a conference couple weekends ago Mm -hmm. receiving a massive award but when I look at the payroll number Mm -hmm. I think it would make a lot of people's eyes pop out of what this very small full-time staff what they command and the type of revenue they're able to generate but we know that location just executes like clockwork and they're all paid accordingly so just talk a little bit about that and even maybe the award that location just won. Yeah, I mean, this also was an an intentional decision, gosh, what, three years ago, four Mm -hmm. years ago? During COVID. During COVID, which we need a whole episode on how you handled COVID because it was amazing. But during COVID, um, so Forrest is not to say that he's not, but he's always been passionate about doing all of this and investing back in the staff. I'm more like meet with them and see their faces. So my passion coming back to him is always like... We have to figure this out. And you've never told me no. But coming back with a a pay plan that really rewards everybody was rewarding within itself. And it's proven fruitful. All of our gyms have grown. What did we look at? 46% that year? I can't remember. 21 over 20? Yeah, since we Well, it was two years compounded compounded over 20. Yes. And I don't believe that's just coming out of COVID. I believe it was creating a payment plan that worked for everyone. But you're talking about the corporate staff pay grew. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. I just want yes. to clarify yes. that. Yes. Yes. Um, but it grew the top line revenue as well. Yes. So being able to, to reinvest in them has been huge for all of this because I believe, and actually we've even had people secret shop our gyms and they don't know that anyone in our gym is not the manager or the owner because everyone treats the gym like it's theirs. And I really believe that's because we truly reinvest and they believe we reinvest in them. I don't believe they think we're like swimming in cash Mm -hmm. because we are very transparent. We show all the numbers. So with that, we were able to take one gem from, can I say numbers? (laughs) I mean, can we do that? We are a franchise, but we do own that location. You can talk about the award. Just talk about the award. Well, so we had an award recently where it was actually really fun. I want to tell the story. Okay. Okay. So last year we went to a conference and I will have Jen on a, on one of these one day. So you will hear from her, but Jen is the manager at our Mountain Brook location. And we were at a conference one year ago. And if you know, Jen, she doesn't like failing. So she also doesn't like laying this gauntlet of goals. She likes to like kind of work behind the scenes and hit something. So when she leaned into So she doesn't me, have to put it out there she, at the risk of not hitting yes, it. Yes. Yeah. But then she's still a hustler. Totally. But she leaned into me. And I was so thrilled because if she says it, 
She does not fail. And she leans in and she goes, I'm going to win that award. And I was like, oh, let's go. Uh, and it, what it was is uh, hit a run rate of a million-dollar gym, or actually a million-dollar gym within a, a twa- trailing 12. She came back. She created a plan. She did the financials. She looked back what she did from May. It would have been May to May. And went to her team, rallied them, showed them what that would look like for their team, what they could make. And it's not like they even make more for winning an award, but it was just that that thing they wanted to wrap around. And ultimately, I mean, there was a $150,000 jump from where they were before that, which is a huge growth for a gym that is, what, 2,200 square feet? I mean, it's tiny. It's, small. it's tiny. So being well, able... Well, and a gym that's been open on... 12 years. I know. Right? It's one thing to do it when yes. you're three, four years old yep. and you're still growing. But, I mean, this is a mature mm-hmm. location. Yes. So being able to see that, mm-hmm. see the team win, see them set their goals. There's another coach there who sat down with me last year, and he said, I'm going to make X amount this year, and I'm a math person. And I was doing the math. I'm like, this is not possible. But I also won't shoot down goals. And he did it because we put – our money where our mouth is and there's really no ceiling for our coaches it's if you do xyz you make xyz and he did that and i think that makes people go home even more proud of the work they do than necessarily that we just give raises like it's at your fingertips if you want it you get it if you don't people just don't really work here anymore so being able to take that i mean even I know you're not really going there, but I think it's important the small things we do to reinvest. We give out, I mean, random socks during the year and pay ahead for a beard trim or a haircut. And we just are able to really look at our team as a whole and reinvest in them and hope that they feel seen as a person, not just as an employee. Okay, so that brings us full circle (laughs) on the flywheel. (laughs) It was a long story, sorry. Well, but no, it's good because even though they are making Mm -hmm. more money than they've ever made in an Iron Tribe uniform, Mm -hmm. more money than arguably they could get anywhere else in the fitness industry, Mm -hmm. we're still getting the type of margins we need because of the volume that's being driven by that. And when when we do that, we're able to then to reinvest not only in these fun things like socks and all that, but starting salary mm-hmm. and bonus pay mm-hmm. and these so that when we sit down or you sit down mm-hmm. the team that's hiring sits down like we're laying out a true opportunity yes. right which then allows us to hire better mm-hmm. people and the flywheel just keeps yeah. rolling right it feels just like when you sit down in a fitness consult and you genuinely have transformations that you can show like it's true we can help you it's so fun to be able to confidently be like it's true you can make this meet frank callaway jen whoever so that confidence to sit down with people and really sell a true career in fitness has been so fun whereas before you really might be just selling a year or two position and hope that they love you enough to stay. Whereas now, I think even the people that start day one are more excited because they know that what, what we're selling them is is really possible. And I think one other thing that this helps me as the CEO who's ultimately responsible for the numbers and the profit and loss saying what it needs to say is when we're faced with a situation where we have a really good coach mm-hmm. and we don't have a spot to put them, oh, yeah. I have now become really comfortable saying, hire them, mm-hmm. get them trained, let them float. We'll figure out something for them to do because inevitably we'll need a, a coach yes. somewhere yes. or it gives us confidence scope and a, a new location. That's true. It's hiring talent and mm-hmm. having a bench and never being in that situation where we need someone and we can't find someone mm-hmm. 
because then it's reactive and then that mm-hmm. impacts attrition. I think one thing that our people, our clients know is coaches will come and go. Mm-hmm. Even yes. with, I mean, we just found out one of our coaches is probably moving, right? Mm-hmm. Like there would, even with the best comp plans, everything, coaches will still leave. Yes. But I think our clients have trusted us enough to know after seeing us doing it for 13 years now is we're going to replace that coach with something, someone as good or better yes. every single time. Yes. And when they know that, it just really cuts down on the apprehension mm-hmm. of a coach. So anyway, that's the flywheel. Um, I would challenge you, if you haven't thought through this, first of all, read Good to Great. It's a great book. Yeah. It's kind of like a seminal reading. You kind of have to have read that. But he does a really good job of articulating what it is. But then think through your business. Okay, what is that one thing that I need to focus on first that leads to everything else and at the end of the day is the engine that drives your business? Um, so I would say spend some time. What would you I say? I agree. Um, I think don't let the simplicity of ours confuse you to your point earlier this was a three-hour workshop of something that we've talked about everything in here for years we we just had someone from the outside really help us pull it together but I would not overlook this for the longest time I'm like mission core values mission core values and this has put more uh, depth into our business than I think anything we've implemented thus far as far as these are the things I'm going to focus on, period, even within the business model. And it's made even my job more succinct to remember anything outside of this is a distraction. All right. There you have it. Do the flywheel. Go follow Karen on social media. Yes, she needs the help. I need it. And we will be back with more topics. And, hey, guys, if there's something you want to hear us talk about, let us know. We'd love to talk about it. We've been doing this a long time. Mm -hmm. The only reason we can talk about it is because we've probably made the mistake. So (laughs) let us know what you would like to hear from our mistakes so you don't repeat them. And we'll see you on the next episode.